How's it going, everyone, and welcome to the number one Raiders podcast in the world. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily Public Podcast. We are here. We are uh, basically feeling the effects of what happened on Sunday Night Football when the Raiders lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. A game where I felt like the Raiders were going to lose kind of going in. They did stand a chance since they did beat them the first time. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you. Some people are going to hate it. Some people are going to like it. You know how Raider fans are. But here's the deal. Okay, the Raiders did not win. Let's establish that fact. They did not win the game. There are no moral victories in the NFL. No one cares if you came one point away. No one cares if you played them tough to the end. Sorry, nobody cares. And if if fans care, well, I got bad news for you. The players don't care. They don't care if they lose by one point or 40 points. The only thing they care about is that they lost. That's what they care about. And that's what you should care about. And the Raiders lost. And now, listen, let's be honest here. The Raiders were 6-4 and four last season, okay? And then disaster. They end up, as you know, being terrible the rest of the way. They didn't make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Now they're 6-4 and four now. Can this Raiders team, which is a lot more talented than last year's team, that's one thing we can definitely say, that this team is way more talented than last year's team. Although their defense is just terrible. Now, one of the reasons why they lost against the Chiefs, and it's pretty, you know, easy to see, especially, I mean, you can watch it live and and pretty much tell, or, you know, watch the, watch the game again, watch the coach's film, whatever you want to do. I mean, it's pretty obvious. The Raiders' defense is terrible. They are absolutely terrible at tackling, and they got to get better in that area. Now, no excuses. I don't want to hear, you know, Clinton uh, Farrell was out, you know, all week. He wasn't wasn't playing. Really? Come on. I mean, has, has this guy been a game wrecker or something? Have I been missing something? No. The guy's a defensive tackle that really hasn't done anything, and he was the fourth overall pick in the draft, which I think, you know, if nothing improves next year, if, it's a, if this guy doesn't turn to the next Aaron Donald by next year, we can pretty much say it was a big bust. I know... Some fans don't like to hear that, but come on, let's be honest here. The Raiders took this guy over a lot more talented people, you know, who are having a lot of success in the National Football League right now. They took Clinton Farrell, who was the defensive end, and now he plays inside, and he really doesn't do much. I mean, his first year, rookie year, he was awful. He did get better this season. He did get better, but I mean, he's an average player. That's what it comes down to. He is an average player. He's not a superstar. And when you're the fourth overall pick in the first round, you're expected to be, you know, a Pro Bowl player. You're expected to be the elite. Think about that. A top five pick. And, you know, I mean, Jonathan Hinkins is just as good as you. That's a that's a problem, in my opinion. But anyways, 
It's just not, you know, it's just not that. It's the Raiders' defense. Like I said, they're tackling. Even Jonathan Abram. I, I like Jonathan Abram. I like how he goes out there and he wants to hit people. He wants to hurt people. NFL is a violent sport. I totally agree with it. I know it's controversial to say, but I like it. I like violence. I like when this guy hits people. But the problem is I also want to see him wrap his arms around a player and tackle the player and bring him to the ground. I also think Jonathan Abram is a liability in coverage. This guy is, has just been terrible when it comes to his coverage skills. He does not stay where he's supposed to be. He does not stay home. He does not stay put. He's, he's too erratic out there. And that's the truth. I mean, I, I watched the game film. Travis Kelsey was, at the end of the game, you know, when Travis Kelsey catches that game-winning touchdown, the guy was all by himself. Jonathan Abram was supposed to be right there. But instead, he started chasing after Mahomes. where He didn't have to do that. In fact, if the way that play is designed, if Jonathan Abram stays at home, he's right there in front of Travis Kelsey, and we don't know what happens. Jonathan Abram could have had a game-ending interception. We don't know. You know, he could have got a... We don't know. He could have broke up the, the play. He could have done something. But we will never know because Abram was never even close to being in the spot where, where he was supposed to be. And like I said, his coverage skills, they haven't been that great this season, to be honest with you. They just have not been that great. Uh, he has to get better at tackling. He's weird. He's like, he's not consistent. Sometimes he does a good job of tackling. Sometimes, you know, he goes for that big hit too many times and he misses. Uh, he talks a lot of trash out there. We all know that. But if you're going to talk a lot of trash, you got to back it up. You got to back it up. And like I said, going into this game, listen, listen. if you're the hitman, if you're Jonathan Abram, you got to take some guys out. You got to get them limping to the sidelines, not able to play again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. NFL is a violent game. Let's not pretend that these people don't think the same way I'm thinking right now. You know what I mean? Jonathan Abram coming off a blitz. You got to get home and you got to get Mahomes on the ground. I'm sick and tired of all of these players almost giving too much respect to Mahomes to even touch the guy. I mean, I know he's running around, you know, improvising every single play. Andy Reid sits on a sideline. National media acts like the guy's a genius, even though he's calling a play and it's always a busted play, almost every single play. And Mahomes just does what he wants, plays backyard football, finds a guy wide open. Andy Reid gets credit. The guy is a phony and a fraud, Andy Reid. And, but listen, the, here's the deal. The Raiders, their offense is so good that they can go toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is the positive thing. The negative side of things is, yes, the Raiders lost, Okay. Uh, and I'll get into one other negative thing, but it's really, it's about them losing, but overall picture, they lost the game. Their defense was not good. Their first matchup, they were able to contain the Chiefs running back Elir there. And that was my big issue with the first game I was worried about. I was worried about, can the Raiders stop this guy? Because I'm telling you, the Raiders, for some reason, because it's so easy to throw off the Raiders, that teams just stop um, running the football off them. They do. They just stop running the ball because it's so easy to throw in the middle of the field 
that they don't have to run the ball. You know what I mean? They're, they can just keep throwing it for 15 yards every time instead of running the ball. So Raiders' stats look a lot better than they really probably should be. But this game, I'm telling you, what really happened here is the Chiefs played the kind of game the Raiders wanted to play. That's what happened. They control time of possession insanely. You know, they won it 32 minutes to 27 minutes. You know, uh, first downs. Kansas City picked up 36 first downs. The Raiders picked up 25. You know, so that's where it comes down to. And like I said in the pregame shows and all that stuff, you, the Raiders got to win a time of possession. They have to win the time of possession. And they did not do that in this game. And that's why the Raiders lost. They could not, like I said, they were usually good at stopping, uh, you know, uh, Elir there, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, but, you know, this guy, he only had 14 carries, but he had 69 yards and he had two touchdowns. You know, Josh Jacobs, this guy, has 17 carries and only 55 yards. And if you can't get Jacobs going, you're not going to win. You need to dictate the game, the tempo of the game, the time of possession. That's how you beat the Chiefs. The Raiders had the blueprint of this the first time they met. Now, let's all, you know, put things in. Now I'm going to, you know, tell you guys the positive things. The Raiders, you know, this game did come down to the wire. The Raiders can play with the Chiefs. They can go toe-to-toe against this team. So, this is why it might be a good thing that the Raiders lost. Because if the Raiders make the playoffs, and we're going to talk about that in one second, then what if they play the Chiefs again? What if they play them again? There is no way in hell the Raiders are going to be able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs not once, not twice, but three times. So that's why I was saying during this game, listen, if the Raiders lose and don't get blown out, but if they stack up a bunch of wins and win these very important games they have coming up, they're going to be okay. And I like their chances more, to be honest. Because the odds of beating the Chiefs three times in a row is just not going to happen. Now, losing the game, yes. It was bad for the Raiders' playoff implications. Because if they would have won that game, they're in really, really good shape. Who knows? Maybe they could have won the AFC West. Now you can throw the AFC West out the window. They are not winning the AFC West, okay? So let's just get rid of that. But there are a lot of teams that have the same record as the Raiders, and, you know, they're mixed in there. Now the Raiders are taking on the Falcons this week. The Atlanta Falcons, they're not, you know, this uh, great team by any means. But the Raiders have to figure out how to go and defeat them in Atlanta and take care of business. The Falcons are 3-7. and seven. That's just what their record is. They are 3-7, and seven, but they do have a high-powered offense. There's no doubt about that. They got a lot of stars on their team. But, you know, I don't know. I think it's their head coach. This team, for some reason, they may be talented, but they're just not, I don't know. They just can't get it going. But, I mean, I mean, let's just take a look at it. I mean, their pass offense, Matt Ryan and, you know, Julio Jones, who's questionable to play, by the way, probably will not playing, but he's questionable. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you one thing. The Raiders, we know, are terrible against the pass, right? Terrible. 
They're ranked 20th, uh, what are they? No, sorry, tw- um, 28th in the NFL, which is, you know, pretty much one of the worst in football. Meanwhile, the Falcons, they're coming into this game here with a pass offense that's ranked second in the entire NFL. That means Matt Ryan is going to be throwing the football a lot in this game. They all watch the tape of the Raiders secondary. And for some reason, these guys are wide open in the middle of the field. I don't. I have no idea why. All the time. You know, moving the chains. Just moving the chains. They're wide open, these guys. Wide open. That's got to end. They're not getting much pressure on the quarterback. I know they signed Vic Beasley. We'll see what happens with him, if he ends up playing or not. Uh, Tack, by the way, the other guy they signed who failed the physicals, he will not be playing in this game. Uh, just to let you guys know, I don't... I'm just telling you the truth. He's not playing. In the, he's, he's not playing. Uh, so if there's any kind of dispute about that, I don't know if I'm breaking any news or anything like that, but I'm just telling you he's not playing. Uh, Vic Beasley, I, I don't know, to be honest. But anyways, so let's just go over this game. Atlanta versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, first of all, we all know this is a very important game for the Raiders because of the whole playoff picture. Okay, you got the Colts, you got the Miami Dolphins, you got a whole host of teams, the Tennessee Titans, the Baltimore Ravens. They are all teams trying to get into the playoffs. Now, the Raiders schedule, they got the Falcons up next. We're going to talk about them. But then they got the Jets. Then they got the Colts right there. Circle that game. That's a playoff game. Then you got the Chargers. Then you then you got the Dolphins. Circle that. That's a playoff game. And then they end the season with the Broncos. Uh, pretty. Uh, that's a must win, by the way. The Raiders need to pretty much, if they can do this, I mean, right now they can't afford to lose any games. They got to take care of Atlanta, okay? This is a team, like I said, yes, Atlanta, you know, they're, they got a really good offense. They do. But their record says who they are. You know? I mean, the, the record is the record. This team has only won three games. They are three and seven. And guess what? The Atlanta Falcons are one and four at home. They're one and four. One and four at home. And guess where the Raiders are going? To Atlanta. So the Raiders need to go to Atlanta at a 1 p.m. Eastern game and take care of business because they need to keep their playoff hopes alive. Alive, And if they lose against Atlanta, I'm telling you, this will be a sinking ship. Things will get very, very bad. This defense for the Raiders, they were so upset after that Chiefs game, they were pissed off. And I know this for a fact, by the way. It's not something you're... They're just uh, saying to the media, I know for a fact, they were pissed. They were mad. This whole team, not just the defense, by the way, but the defense was really mad. But the whole team was pissed just because they were going toe-to-toe against the Chiefs. You know, you got to remember, there was a couple of plays in that game that could change things. Alec Engel dropping those passes. Uh, Come on, dude. I understand, you know, you got uh, two broken ribs there, but come on. You got to catch that pass. You got to catch those passes. The alligator, the drops, the Eagles fans, my whole family are Eagles fans. They, what do they tell me when the Raiders got uh, Nelson Alligator? Good luck. They call him Butterfingers. They hated him. They ran him out of Philly because he drops too much. Important passes. Important passes. 
crucial passes. And he did that against the Chiefs. He dropped passes. That can't keep happening. That can't because their car is going to have to try to find someone more reliable. First of all, I think Hunter Renfro should be way more involved on the offensive side of things as far as the passing game goes. And also, Henry Ruggs needs to be more involved in the passing game. Now, for some reason, him and Carr haven't had great chemistry with the deep ball, but get him involved in other ways. I know he's not the best route runner in the world, but the Raiders knew that coming in. They knew Judy was a better route runner. Everyone knew that, okay? But Henry Ruggs can still, you know, he can still run routes. You can still send him on a slant, and I guarantee you he is going to be faster than anyone who's trying to catch up to him, and he will be able to catch that pass. Henry Ruggs needs to be involved in the game plan a lot more going forward. He is your first-round pick. This guy has the speed to take the top off. It's time to start utilizing him. Derek Carr, like I said, he didn't do really anything wrong until the end of the game against the Chiefs. The Raiders had 29 seconds left with a timeout, and he threw a pick. I, I kind of wish he would not have done that because, listen, 29 seconds with a timeout, you have a chance to run two plays and then throw one up in the end zone and never know what happens. But either way, it's over. So we got to move forward here, but we're moving forward against the Atlanta Falcons, a team that the Raiders should beat. You know, we can't have one of these situations where the Raiders start losing the teams that they should be beating. For example, the Raiders lost against the Patriots. They got smoked. That's, I mean, it's the Patriots. They're awful. You can't lose those types of games. You know, I mean, come on. And then, you just can't do that. You just cannot do that. So the Raiders got the Falcons and they got the Jets next, right? After the Falcons. Two teams that are absolutely horrible. You know, I, I, th I don't think the Jets won a game yet. So both of them are combined for three wins. The Raiders need to be able to take care of business against these, these two teams, especially Atlanta. So let's just break down Atlanta really, really quickly. And uh, let's talk about it here. You know, the Raiders, they come in, their total offense, they're 14th in the NFL, okay? They are 14th in the NFL in total offense. Their running game, they're ranked 8th in the NFL. By the way, give Devontae Booker more carries. I don't know why I got to keep saying this every week, but a guy deserves more carries. Their pass offense, the Raiders, they're ranked 20th. And you would think they would be ranked a lot higher than that, but they're not. Uh, points per game, the Raiders are ranked 8th. They obviously score a lot of points. Uh, their third down offense has been very, very good. They haven't had a lot of third downs, though. But still, they've been pretty good. They are first in the NFL in their percentage, by the way. Uh, so, in their red zone offense, which needs to get better. It did, it needs to get better. You know, against the Chiefs, they did a good job there. But they're ranked 16th in the NFL. Now, on to the Falcons. The Falcons, their total offense, they are ranked 9th in the NFL. That means their offense is better than the Raiders. Their run game, not very good, ranked 24th. But their pass offense, like I explained earlier, they are second in the NFL. Second. Now, as far as their uh, rush defense goes, that's, you know, they're ranked 24th in the NFL. Todd Gurley is not going to be playing in this game for Atlanta. Just to let you know. Todd Gurley will not be playing in this game. So that's a big advantage for the Raiders. Uh, so, anyways, points per game, Falcons rank 16th. 
third down offense, they're ranked 22nd. Can the Raiders defense take advantage of that? Can they take advantage of that? And a big one, which I want to point out to you guys, even though Atlanta's offense is off the chart, you know, they're really good. They're offense. There's no doubt about it. In the red zone, the Atlanta Falcons, they are ranked 28th in the red zone on offense. So this is a game where the Raiders' defense can't be shredded by Matt Ryan all game. And if they are, when the when they Atlanta's in the red zone, the Raiders need to step up. They need to hold them for field goals. That's what they need to do in this game. They need to do this. Because, I mean, they have to. They have to beat the Falcons if they want to stay alive in this playoff picture. Then when we look at the defense, by the way, we all know this. Now the good news is, now, I got some good news for you guys. The Atlanta Falcons, their, their defense, it sucks. It's terrible. So the Raiders should be able to throw off them, no problem. You, I mean, the Chiefs, we all know, I mean, the Chiefs have a terrible pass defense. A terrible pass defense. Look what Derek Carr is able to do against them. And he could have had more. Like I said, Ingle drops those two passes. He could have done even more. I think this is a game where the Derek Carr can throw for 400 yards, to be honest with you. Now, that's not going to matter unless he scores touchdowns, but I want him to throw some touchdowns to win this football game. So let's just take a look at it, okay? The Falcons' total defense is ranked 29th in the NFL. 29th. You cannot get any worse than that. I mean, really. I mean, 29th. Their rush defense, they're ranked 9th. I guess they're good against the run. But I really, you know, it's just something that, again, it's like the Raiders. It's, it's exactly like the Raiders. Teams know they can throw off you. So they they stop running the ball because it's so easy to throw off you. You know? So anyways, their pass defense, again, 31st in the NFL. That means there's only one team that's worse than them, right? 31st in the NFL, their pass defense. Derek Carr should have a field day against them. Points per game, they're 25th in the NFL. They're, you know, not very good, obviously. Their third down defense, though, they're ranked 8th. I don't know. Sounds weird, right? So, hopefully the Raiders on third down can convert those third downs. Hopefully, there's never no third downs. Because Derek Carr's throwing touchdowns on first down and second down, you know, and things like that. So, hopefully that's why. And by the way, I think that's why uh, the Falcons' third down defense is ranked 8th in the NFL. Because they don't have, a lot of teams are scoring on them before they even get to third down. You know what I mean? So anyways, and then of course, like I said, the Falcons' red zone defense, 31st. Again, 31st in the NFL. So the Raiders need to capitalize on that and score touchdowns. This is a game, if you want, you can have a shootout. You can have a shootout against the Atlanta Falcons. That might happen, by the way. But, and if they do, the Raiders will win, in my opinion. Because, yes, the Raiders' defense is bad, but I just think... You know, the defense is, they may be bad, but I just have a feeling they're capable of making that one big interception. 
You know what I mean? That one big interception in the fourth quarter that turns everything around for them. I, that's just the way I, I see that going. Anyways, uh, as far as the Raiders go, by the way, in case you want to know, their total defense is ranked 23rd. Their rush defense is 12th. Their pass defense is 28th. Terrible. Their points per game are 26th. Their third down defense is ranked 27th. Their fourth down defense is pretty much 31st in the NFL. And their red zone defense is 23rd in the NFL. They're terrible. We all know this. Okay, so, I mean, there's no uh, no surprises there. But this is a game, like I said, the Raiders can go in and they can win. They can win this game. They can beat the Atlanta Falcons. They can totally do this. Yes, Matt Ryan, yeah, I mean, he, he's a good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. The guy is a good quarterback. But, you know, I mean, he throws the ball all around the field. He has a lot of weapons out there. He has Calvin Ridley. He has, you know, he has so many guys. He has Julio Jones, which I said, you know, he is questionable to play. But still, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, uh, Gage, this dude. I mean, they have so many guys. Todd Gurley will not be playing in this game. Remember that. And he has nine touchdowns this season. He will not be playing in this game. And he is their leading rusher with 610 yards. By the way, Josh Jacobs, 755 yards. So that's going to be big. You know, with no Todd Gurley, they're they're gonna rely on who? Brian Hill. That looks like who they're gonna be relying on. Uh, as far as uh, their touchdowns, like I said, Calvin Ridley, he leads all that. Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst, that's another guy you gotta watch out for in this game. Uh, and then you got Gage and all those guys. So we will see. You know, if the Raiders can pull this off, they have to. They're six and four. They have to get to seven and four. I don't know what's going on. I just want to touch on this real quick. You know, the Raiders are so much better in away games. I don't know what it is about. I I think it's the empty stadium. I know it still freaks the players out. I know it's not. Even though it's home, there's no people there. The fake crowd noise isn't really. It's like a a hollow place. And it doesn't even feel like a real game. And the players, you can tell. You can just tell. Now, I think they're starting to get used to it a little bit. But still, it's. That's why they're so much better when they're away from Vegas. You know, because they're going on the road. Even when there's no fans, they're going on the road. You know what I mean? They have that experience. But when you're sitting at home and then you go play in an empty stadium, there's just no energy there. There is no energy at all, and you can sense it. You know, and it really sucks. But that's the world we're living in right now, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we're in a pandemic, and people don't like to wear masks, and also I made it political. So that's where we're at. You know, so people are getting sick, so we can't have any fans in the stands, which is hurting your team. That's why I don't understand the anti-mask people who are Raider fans. It's like, dude, if you guys all wore masks, the Raiders, I guarantee you, would have a better record right now. This is a pretty good team. They are. They're not a bad team. They are not a bad team. Their defense is terrible, yes, but their offense, like I've said time and time again, when they're on point and Derek Carr is accurate, they can be unstoppable. Is And if the defense can just play average, you know, they can, this team can be good. But, you know, they have a hard time. You know, I just think sometimes they mix too much with the zone and to the man-to-man. They mix that way too much. And then when they commit to 
One, they commit the zone. All of a sudden, they get shredded in the middle of the field. So then they switch to man-to-man. And you can tell. Guys are getting confused out there. They're pointing. They don't know what the hell is going on. They need a new defensive coordinator. They really do. Let's just call it as it is. They need a new defensive coordinator. And they need better talent. They need better defensive backs. And that's not a secret. And they have no pass rush. They paid Carl Nassif a ton of money. That brings some pass rush. The guy brought nothing. Maybe Vic Beasley has some kind of career resurrection. And, you know, he plays outstanding. That would be great for the Raiders because they need someone to get after the quarterback. But here it goes, guys. Sunday night against the Atlanta... Or Sunday night, sorry. Sunday at 1 p.m. against Atlanta Falcons. This is a bigger game than you think. The Raiders must start stacking up wins big time. Root against the Colts. Root against the Dolphins. Root against the Baltimore Ravens. You got to root against anyone that in the AFC that has a schedule, that has a record that's six and three, or even you know, if even they have four losses, you want to root against those teams because the Raiders are right in the thick of this thing, and they got to start stacking up wins to separate themselves to secure a wild card spot. They're not going to win the division, so let's aim for the wild card. Let's aim for the wild card. And by the way, it's a good thing this year if the Raiders get a wild card because I trust this team on the road more than I do at home. So we will see. Can the Raiders take down Matt Ryan and Atlanta Falcons? I think they can. I think the Raiders can blow them out. We will find out. I will see you guys next week. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily.